Hey guys, Dominic Neshi here from Wealthy. Before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to just remind you that if you are enjoying the content that we're creating, you're liking the guests and getting something out of it, please like, subscribe and pass it on to all your friends that might find it helpful. And remember that all of this is ultimately so you can learn how to build wealth through property. If you have an existing portfolio or you're looking to start that journey, feel free to reach out to me and the team and we'll find out ways that we can help you. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the next episode. Hey guys, Dominic Neshi here from Wealthy with the wonderful Tiffy Rubinat. Hello, how are you? I'm excellent. It's awesome doing these Wealthy Wednesdays with you. It's nice not speaking to myself, which is really good. I know, it's, it's way easier when we're talking to each other and to the camera versus just one person. Very lonesome. On to really fun and exciting things. Uh, last week, we went on a bit of a road trip. To those of you that are watching our Instagram or Facebook, you would have seen it. Um, we do quite a lot of research. We, fought, we follow government fought. We follow government spending. Um, and what we do as part of that is actually go out to the different estates, to the different land subdivisions, to the different areas of uh, investment to see what impact it's going to have. And then we make assumptions about how the area is going to change and evolve over time. It was especially interesting for me to get out there and watching both your impression um, and some of the other staff and what they thought of the estates because the areas we visited five years ago were basically paddocks and today it was... Massive, massive change. And the trending topic was how much a suburb can change in 10 years. For those um, who've been living in Sydney for a while, you've seen so many different suburbs grow so much. And if you try and think, what was that looking like 10 years ago versus today? Amazing. I've only been in Sydney for five, so my my change has been in the last five years and still massive changes. Yeah, absolutely right. And then that's where the opportunity is. So often we sit with clients and we're talking about areas that are high growth areas. Um, and as a result of that, we're picking markets that are both affordable and high growth. Yeah. So what that does is it actually pushes us out to the extremities of Sydney or it pushes us out to areas that today might not look very exciting. There are some markets that we go out to and you might have a broken down bus, some chickens running around and it's, <laughs> you know, it's farms and paddocks and you take a client, they're going, what is this and where, where is it going to go? Five years later, you've got a bustling metropolis, you've got schools, transport, you know, brand new train station. You've got beautiful houses, shopping centers, shopping centers, coffee, nightlife. You know, it, it feels active. And then it's when you see this bustling metropolis that you go, I wish I bought in there five years ago. I know. And it's it's super easy once it's happened to say like, oh, that was a really great place. Now, when you are in that position where great opportunities in high growth areas are coming your way, having that vision, even it's a five-year vision, it's, it's sometimes... Uh, we feel the risk. Now, for me, you, you said we take assumptions. I, I feel we take educated guesses because we, we are looking at data, committed spending infrastructure that hasn't been just committed by New South Wales government, but also federal government. Um, so we know things are coming that way. Um, it's just having the visions and the patience. It's not instant reward. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, it's there's definitely huge reward. Yeah, we put ourselves in a position to get to be lucky, and and for all of you that are that that have been dedicated listening to the podcast and and ha- did get to listen to James from Ludi Consulting and Mustafa from um, Western Sydney Business Chamber. What we're going to talk about is not going to be much of a surprise. We literally talk to these people to learn from the front line what key investments in infrastructure going to be made, where there's going to be uh, a growth in population, and then where there are going to be major employment hubs. And then our job is to go and find the key markets, the key areas, the developers, the people that can put together really good packs so that you don't have to do all the work. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. So we started yeah. in Kobiti. Yeah. I had never been there before. Uh, I loved it. It was a really good, pleasant surprise. Looked simply amazing. All of the houses looked different to each other. So tidy. The grass was well kept. You couldn't see any power lines. Everything's underground. Um, amazing. What was your impression in Kobiti? Well, well, what's interesting about what Tiffy's saying there is ordinarily you wouldn't say that's that's investment criteria. Mm. But the way that we like to invest is we like to have really good numbers and cents for all the investments. But when you go out there and you experience the location, the neighborhood, the area, you need to have a visceral emotional feeling because your tenants are going to have this feeling and so is the end purchaser if you do choose to sell it. So the areas that we're choosing, the developments that we're choosing, and this is specifically for house and land out around the western suburbs of Sydney for around the airport, um, are where they've got really strict covenants. So the developer's saying you can't just build anything, you can't just put a demountable, you can't leave an engine block in the front yard, you have to have the power lines underground so it's nice, aesthetically pleasing, rounded guttering, beautiful manicured grass, mature trees, and then the other houses in the area are largely owner-occupiers. You can tell people care about it. They've got their beautiful BMWs, their Audis. And And, and also it's... When we're thinking about who I want to have as an as a tenant, you have you want those high quality tenants that are wanting to actually live in a nice area and also keep your house in good shape, right? Keep keeping you updated on maintenance things, and and that's the importance. But also, what what Kobiti has is you cross the street literally less than 200 meters away, you have Oran Park on the other side. Mm. And Oran Park is now really established. And so when we think like, oh, you're going to the west and it could be further away from the CBD, but you have schools, retirement areas, um, shops, like shopping centers, coffee shops. You have a little bit of everything. You don't need to come into the CBD. You might not even be working in the CBD anymore. Mm. Or you might. And then the interesting part is... There is a project with a high likelihood of a train station coming to Oran Park. That's the opportunity. So we're picking markets that where you have an arbitrage in price, where in some respects we feel it's irrational. Yeah. You have a, a main road. Over here, one project, you've got properties, Oran Park, where the average house is selling for about 800000 And then we can cross the road and pick up projects and do deals where they're going to be six fifty. Yeah, so 700,000. There's a 100, 150K difference just by crossing the street. 
right? Like, and, and that's where like you make money on the buy. You don't that's make right. money when you sell. So you want to be mu- buying below market value. And look, I don't want you all to rush out there and just start buying anything in these areas. Yeah. Be very, very careful. Um, we do a lot of work and research. We align ourselves with great builders. We know the developers and we trust them and we've got good relationships. We understand the product we're going to create for a very specific type of tenant and target market. So everything we're doing is strategic. We do encourage you to do your work, your own research. And if you want to do it yourself, we absolutely encourage you to do it. But don't just jump in willy-nilly. If you do want help, come and have a chat to us. That's not a sales pitch. I'm just, I care for your well-being. I've seen people hurt themselves and make very silly investment decisions that can hampen your growth. The opportunity cost is tremendous. And if you do anything really bad, pick a wrong builder, you could be locked in a shitty contract that's going to cost you lots and lots of money. I was talking to someone yesterday. I didn't even tell you this. And this person was telling me how he put in a deposit and then lost it. And so he's now been raising the money to go and start all over again. His process so definitely important. Like this is a, an important decision and you're putting a lot of money into this investment and you want to start with the right foot. Yep, absolutely agree. So that's one area that we really like. We love that Oran Park area. I mean, the opportunity out that way is that there may be another train station coming. Um, for all intensive purposes, it feels like the government is going to do it. They've released um, some you know, uh, some ideas, I like to call them. Um, and, they, and it seems like a lot of people are heavily invested in this and it seems like it's likely, but it's not guaranteed. Um, which goes to our second option that we really, really love around that Western Sydney airport. And that is? It's Leppington. Yeah. And Leppington is really interesting, very close to Kobiti. And it already has an existing train station. So it's the last stop for T25. And it, it's really cool because, again, you cross the street and there's already the um, Willowdale area. And it's definitely the same situation where prices are going to be 150k uh, above mm. that um, Leppington price just by crossing the street. Already established retirement homes, coffee shops, shopping centers. Tolls, yeah. So, and the, the, the good thing here is actually... The, the train station is in Leppington, not across the street. And again, part of this project that the Western Sydney Airport has, where there will be um, a few different connections coming into the eastern side of the city, uh, one with really good likelihood of actually taking place is the one that will go into the Leppington already existing train station. So just, just to add to what Tiffy's saying there, with the Western Sydney Airport, with the Aerotropolis, there are a number of proposed uh, extensions into thriving metropolis. Yeah, there's three under investigation. One of them is going to go through Leppington. One of them is going to go down to Oran Park and link up to Campbelltown. And then another one's going to go up sort of through Fairfield. And then there's some fast tracks into Liverpool. There's a bunch of other ways that they're trying to connect yeah this 24-hour airport to what is, I'm getting excited and throwing the the microphone, to existing areas. So the way that Tiffy and I see it is we're picking markets that have an existing um, growth story, why there is going to be growth, why it's a bit more of a conservative growth play. There's already existing infrastructure. There's already something happening, but it has the benefit of an upside. Of course, and 
when people try to understand what is driving that upside is when, when you have a, a Western Sydney airport that has already been committed to be completed by December 2026, mm -hmm. and that will be creating a good amount of jobs. So there will be 10,000 jobs just in the construction and then an additional 30 in the surrounding areas, 30,000 jobs, sorry. Um, people want to live close to their jobs and therefore people start moving to these areas and the more demand the more the prices go up and that's the upside. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, depending on what government or what report, whether it's PwC's report or what accounting firm or who you chat to, they anticipate there might be between another 100 and 200,000 jobs in ancillary services around the airport. Mm. You've got a 24-hour airport that's coming in that's going to uh, promote agriculture, uh, logistics, uh, manufacturing, um, schools, uh, education, there's so much that happens as a result of this airport. It's not just air flight stewardesses and, no. and, and you know, the there's guys that move There's all sorts of the industries. There is, like, defense and aerospace. Yeah, Northrop, yep. Um, there's a lot of food industry. Yes. We, uh, we Australia has a, a really good thing going on for them. The Asian market is really into the Australian food. And so having access to a 24-hour airport will push a lot of that. You will have a lot of warehouses, like companies in the likes of Amazon who are shipping things all day long mm. will want to have an interest to be set within the surrounding areas. So the opportunities really are tremendous out in that area. We love having multiple options. House and land is a really, really good opportunity because you can go and develop it yourself. And in a, a good economic environment with low interest rates and potentially lower interest rates and some time for you to... Um, wait for the land to register or it's already registered. And when you're building it, you may have an uplift in price. So people have done it in the past and they have experience where you're putting your deposit on a block of land in a good high growth area. And then when you're waiting for it to register, you've got a little bit of growth. Then you've got the land register. You build your house on it. It typically takes, say, 12 to 24 months to do the whole process. And whilst you're doing all of this, you're getting growth in the market because you've picked a good strategic growth area. And what might have been a six fifty purchase price could be a seven or seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar asset by the time you've completed this construction. So that really is the opportunity. It's a it's a bit more intensive. There's a lot more moving parts. There's a couple of contracts. It's a bit more sophisticated, but with some guidance and help, we can help you through that process. The other thing that we're looking at. Yes. Is um, a bit more affordable for the people that are saying, I don't have that much money. I don't want to miss out on getting into the market. What choices are available to me? And plus, I like to be closer to a CBD. Yeah. And should I be saying which area we're talking about? Yeah, you've been leading the way. <laughs> so we're talking about Liverpool. And yeah. if I, we go back to what we were discussing at the beginning of the podcast about trying to project 10 years ago to now, I think Liverpool could definitely be the next Parramatta. Um, again, we cannot predict the future. This is an educated guess. But just like Parramatta 10 years ago, which I didn't even get to see, was there, were, there wasn't much there. Mm. And now this are, it's a thriving metropolis. I think Liverpool has that exact same potential. So we know that the head offices for the Western Sydney Airport will be there. There's already so much going on. I, I particularly, I'm, I'm thrilled about the amount of education yep. in the area. So we know that UNSW, TAFE, Western Sydney, 
and there was one more. Sydney University, is that right? Oh, University of Wollongong? University of Wollongong, and then there's 35 private tertiary educations, all in Liverpool, and, and the Liverpool LGA. Um, to be honest, like that's already telling you a lot, and, and it's already you can already see how much it is changing in the present. I want to add to this. Something really important about what Tiffy's saying is when I think about a growing metropolis or city, and when I think about how a demographic or how people change over time, there's some really interesting statistics coming out of the Liverpool LGA. One, it's growing at like 2.6%, where the state is growing at like 1.8 or something like that. Yep. So it's it's fast, it's growing faster than the rest of the state. Two, you've got about 100 new residents coming into the city every single week. That's amazing. These universities are committing, I think it might be New South Wales, but double check and we'll, you can check in the reports. There's going to be a commitment over the next five years to have 7,000 additional students. Now, what they're noticing is that in Liverpool, you've got a rich um, multicultural background. So a lot of immigrants. Yes. So the reason why Sydney is growing is there's a lot of migration or, immigrate or migration coming into the country mm. and they're picking these more affordable areas like Parramatta, like Liverpool, and these migrants that are coming in want more for their children. So then these children are saying, I want to get a uni degree, I want to earn more money. And what they've noticed is that recently there's been a 40% increase in the amount of people going and getting a tertiary education yep. in Liverpool. And... I'm a migrant, so what I can say is coming to Australia, the Australian government does something really well, which is they ensure that people who are coming into the country are highly skilled, and the migration going into the western part of Sydney, which has a lot, a large component of migrants, is a highly skilled. So you'll, you'll get a lot of people working in finance, in healthcare, insurance, tech. So, so that's the the type of people going into these areas. Now, with the advent of this second airport, with all this additional, um, in, the increases in uh, job creation, people don't need to go into the CBD anymore. We're noticing that one third of all people that live in the, the Liverpool LGA are working in the Liverpool LGA, and that number is increasing over time. So what this narrative I'm starting to sort of piece together is you've got a young demographic of people that are getting better quality jobs, living and working in the city. And you can see that over the next five to 10 years, the whole city is going to change. Yeah. When you say city, is the Western city, right? Yeah, that's exactly so, right. So we're not talking about CBD, like Sydney CBD, and that's it. So we know there's going to be three big hubs. There's going to be the, the Sydney CBD, then the inner Sydney, and then the Western Sydney. And it's three big metropolis. That's exactly right. So look, obviously, we're particularly excited about it. We think that there are some really big opportunities with this Western Sydney airport. If you've liked anything of what we've discussed today, please share it with some of your friends. If you are on your property investment journey and don't know what you want to do or how you're going to go about it, come and have a chat to us. If you already own your own home or property, maybe maybe now's a good time to see if you've got some equity and get into the market now because we do see that there's going to be some um, good growth over the next sort of 12 to 24 months. And those that are visionary or those that want to Go out, do some research, have a chat to us and figure out where the market is going to move. Yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. We're always wanting to talk to people. It's our passion, right? Like we both love what we do. We do it ourselves with our own investments and we're here to help. 
been a great episode, Tiffy. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, we'll see you all soon. Again, if you have any questions, sh share it with all your friends, leave some comments and notes behind and um, we'll see you all soon.